out of East London. It's New Sound Radio, 22 FM. Hello and welcome to the Contrarian Podcast with your host, Rowan Shivalkar. Today I'm joined with a very special guest. I know I say that all the time when I have a guest with me, but today is a very special person to me. It's my best friend, Kush. How are you doing, Kush? Hey, I'm good, I'm good. Glad good to, to have you here. in the studio. How have you been? What have you been up to the past couple of weeks or so? Past couple of weeks, well, um, I actually quit my job, so... I'm living the unemployed lifestyle right now. But I feel like you're making the most of it. Your schedule is jam-packed. Jam-packed. How do you do it? I, I always get confused because like you keep yourself so busy. And like <laughs> I, I, I go out for like two days and my social meter is depleted. You know, that used to be me before lockdown. Um, and I used to have a very limited social battery. But I think throughout lockdown, my social battery is recharged to the point I just have excess about you have excess and, and, and you've got time as well so like I've got time but not easy. the money but I've got the time but, but yeah so Kush normally uh, lives in Birmingham we met each other at uni for on, on the first day right or like in it the was, first week it was the first week the famous security guard story that we yeah. tell everyone well we might as well get into it so <laughs> for our freshers we went to University of Birmingham and they had uh what was it a school disco themed night out <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, With and school disco. So I was basically in school uniform, which was a shirt and trousers and and a tie. You were definitely wearing. Oh a tie. yeah, and a tie. Yeah. And then I walked past a wild Kush walking around the student accommodation, lost <laughs> as usual. I was so lost. I was so lost because I was I was in Aston Uni that night for pre's in the first week, and then I had to come back to UOB accommodation, and then I think I was lost trying to find an Uber to get back to Aston. And um, yeah, and then I saw this tall, uh, tall oh, no. not tall. <laughs> How he, drug way? <laughs> he, he looked tall at the time. He's not that tall. Um, I saw this tall brown guy in a suit, and I thought, oh, this guy's professional. He maybe he can help me out. I thought he was little. Like, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> An absolute mess of a human being. <laughs> I couldn't have been more wrong, even if I tried. But um, yes, I thought you were a security guard, and you could help me out because yeah. I was lost, and then. I'm pretty sure yeah. I did help you out, to be fair. No, no, no. I just... So, yes, I was like, oh, can I get out of this um, this gate? Is this the way out? And you were like, do what you want. <laughs> Why are you asking me? Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny how when people meet, it's always like... Well, to be fair, with me and you, there's always a story behind every single encounter that we have. Every single encounter. But I feel like that's good because there's always a story. It's always Because that's another thing that I've been noticing is that it's good to attach stories to what you do because then you remember it. No, it's true, it's true. Yeah, you yeah, you often find that the people you're closest to you've met in the most bizarre way or there's there's always a story behind it. Yeah. Like my mm. best friends from from school, um, we hated each other at first. And I feel like that's always the start of a best friend story, like, Oh, we used to hate each other. Like back in year six. Yeah. She looked at me weird. <laughs> she threw a ball at my head in pee. <laughs> yeah, no, because my my best friends at school, um, they said that they thought I was going to be in the bitch group the first day I joined. Oh, and really? they instantly like, rejected me as a person. Oh. But I proved them wrong, so... Nice. Well, the topic of this episode is, we're going to call it uni nostalgia. So me and Kush graduated in July t- 2019. So it's been over a year now. Time's gone so quickly. So like, quickly. Especially this year. It feels like 10 years in one year. Like 2020 has been like a real 
whirlwind. It's been the longest but the fastest year ever. Yeah, exactly. Because from January to, I'd say August, it just went so quickly. And I was like, yo, I'm not ready for this. But I'm so ready for it to be 2021. I feel like, do you, like some people think it's so arbitrary about New Year's and stuff. It's like when you set yourself goals and stuff. But I quite like it. It's like you... I can measure my time from like the start of the year mm. to the end and you can like plan it all out. You know what? Yeah. New Year's hands down is my favorite celebration of the year. Actually, no, my, everyone who knows me knows my birthday is number one. No, it's not, it's not a birthday. It's a birth month. Birth month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everyone knows uh, my birthday is like a big, a big universal celebration. But after that, New Year's Eve is my favorite night of the year. Like more than Christmas, more than Diwali, more than anything. I what just love it. What did you do it. last New Year's? Last New Year's, what did I do? Just get drunk. No, you know what I did last New Year's? I was like, I want to do a New Year's ritual. So I actually, like me and um, one of my oldest friends, I've known her for over 10 years now. Um, we, yeah, we were in my garden and we did a whole ritual. So we like wrote down what we wanted to leave behind in 2019 and we burnt it. We made a fire in my garden, we burnt it. And then we wrote down like what we want to, um manifest for 2020 and let me just tell you yeah that didn't really <laughs> nothing of that really went down yeah, well it flopped. It kind of flopped. to be fair <laughs> no no one knew what was to come no one knew but yeah so this uh topic of the ep- this uh, can't even speak but yeah this uh, episode we're going to be talking about uni nostalgia i feel like with everything that's gone on recently with A-level results and now people are going to be going back to uni but in a very different way because obviously it's going to be mostly online courses. So I just thought, well, like we had a pretty, I'd say, full uni experience. So I think we can just like have a chat about some of the things that we loved and hated about uni. So Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I th- yeah, because uni is going to be a very different experience for people coming yeah. into uni this so year. So do you want to sort of say your choices for why you wanted to go to Brum and some of your thinking before uni? So it's actually quite um, crazy how I ended up at Birmingham because I was never, um, I was always going to apply it there, but I was like, it was never really at the top of my list. I wanted to go to Bath Uni. That was on the top of my list. But I just came to the open day and I just fell in love with the place. And I feel like that's a lot of people's stories with UOB. They just visited it and they were like, this is like, I have to go here. And if like some listeners are, Thinking about UOB, I can say for sure, definitely consider that because it's uh, a great 100%. uni. Every, every because I feel like Birmingham as a place has a bad rep. Like no one, every, yeah. no one has anything good to say about it. They're like, yeah, it's just a bit grim. But honestly, University of Birmingham is in Edgbaston, which is like all leafy and green and nice, mm. and there's like a real sense of community and the the university are spending so much money on this campus. It's unbelievable. No, it's, um, like how much the like how much the campus has changed from when we first started to now they they opened up imagine they opened up a restaurant opposite the library that serves alcohol <laughs> have you I've, been there yeah so it's a tapas yeah place and it was so we'd have sangrias for lunch <laughs> during exam season and they opened up they opened up during exam season so yeah do you know what, like is that a good do you know what, I, I rate it i rate it it's um it's it, you have to, you have to respect that. My sort of journey into Brum, Birmingham was actually my second choice. My first choice was Nottingham. And oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was meant, I was, that. I was meant, to, like that's the thing. Like me and my mum did all the rounds when we went to all the different unis. Like we went to like Southampton, um, 
where else? We went to Exeter. Exeter was really nice. I applied to Exeter as well, actually. Birmingham and Nottingham were the two campuses that I just fell in love with. And like, you know, when you just get the vibe and when you speak to people on the open day, like I know everyone's like fake AF, yep. but it's just, <laughs> it's still like, so it was so welcoming and I, and I was so looking forward to it. So I needed three A's to get into Nottingham and I needed two A's and a B to get into Brum, mm. which is, I don't know like what the advice is nowadays, but they always said have a firm choice and then a backup choice, which is lower so that if you don't get the grades, yeah, you still yeah. go to university. But like, I just knew that I, I wouldn't get a minimum of, I wouldn't get below AAB. Yeah. And on results day, it's, you know what, it's actually a mad story because I got my results. I got AAB. So I got into oh, Brum, but I missed Nottingham. And because I was so set on going to Nottingham, I actually cried. Yeah. I was so upset because I was like, you know, when you just set your sights on something yeah. and I, was, I just didn't know. And then I didn't have my accommodation sorted. Oh, my days, this is the story and a half. Yeah. So oh, wait, so. So Birmingham was your insurance, yeah. it wasn't your firm? Yeah, exactly. So, oh, ima- okay. so imagine we had such a great time at uni. Yeah. So everything happens for a reason. Just before we carry on, I just want to say, if you don't get your grades or if you're going to a uni that wasn't your first choice, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Like It's all about just being open to new experiences. And if you're really upset and stuff beforehand and you sort of like manifest bad energy, then you're going to have a worse experience. Whereas if you like take it in your stride, then you don't know what's going to happen. Especially with uni, when you're going from school where they all uh, spoon feed you and then you go all the way into the big campuses of massive unis and it's just like such a different vibe and it's, yeah, it's such an exciting time. It really is. Yeah, and actually just to add to that, um, I know a lot of people that didn't get into their firm and they got into their second options um, and they were devastated and every single one of those people turned around and said, I'm so glad I ended up at the uni I ended up at and not the one I initially went to, initially wanted to go to, sorry, um, because I ended up having the best time ever. So it's really not the end of the world. 100%. And another thing, right, is that all your friends from school are going to go to different unis. So it just means that you can go and visit them at the uh, that other uni as well like the amount of times I went to Nottingham just to chill with one of my mates and yeah. it's it's nice but like I couldn't picture myself living there like it, it sounds weird because I suppose like when you when you're in like Birmingham as a student it's just the perfect place that's, the, that's all I the, can it's describe the perfect student life Birmingham but yeah so going back to my story of getting into Brum oh, so yeah. that summer so my dad has an air rifle right and we have a, a shooting range in our garden. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know this, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah. so one day my dad decided to get exploding targets. <laughs> so it was like a little firework. So oh I was going to the back of the garden to take off the old ones. And you know, the back of the hammer, it has that, like the prong where you can like um, scoop stuff out. I have never seen a hammer close up. Fair. Well, shows how much <laughs> DIY you've done. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so I was just taking off all the old ones and... Obviously, like, mine and my dad's aims clearly crap because one hadn't exploded. So as I took it off, it exploded on my hand. And honestly, like, the only way I can describe it it looked like bacon on my hands like my, ha- my, oh my, my God, so anyway so, so grim. and then it's funny because like i came inside and i was like because he heard the bag and then <laughs> i came inside like dad look at my hand dude and like typical like he's like really nonchalant he's like yeah just run it under water so i was running <laughs> it and then um my auntie walks through and she's like 
I think you need to go to A&E. And, and my dad's like, no, 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 just run it underwater. And then we had to go to A&E and then got it bandaged up and stuff. And so that, that's before yeah, results I day. Swear yeah. you, I swear you, um, at the start of uni, your hand was just not, yeah, it I had wasn't it in, looking good. Yeah, I had it yeah. in a bandage it didn't look for like most of freshers. That must have been a good story to share though, like because obviously everyone at Freshers must yeah. have been like, "Oh, what happened to your hand?" And that's quite a good exactly. conversation start. Oh, it's a weird story. And I then... shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 the thing is, it's such a like bougie story because like who has an air rifle with a, a target range in their garden? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it is a but bit. It's of just a... weird. And so yeah, so obviously yeah. then results day happened, and I didn't. I got into Brum, but I didn't have any accommodation sorted. So my mom's like, "You need to go to Birmingham and." Go to the, the accommodation services and find and get yourself a place. And you ended up with Chamberlain. No, no, so this is a thing. So in Birmingham, they have like a little um, village, student village called The Vale, which oh, is where the everyone nicest lives. nicest place and to live. They built this bougie ass place. Yeah, it, looks like, it literally looks like a hotel. Yeah, and it's called Chamberlain, who's a residence. And the only reason, the thing is, like, I wouldn't have minded something less fancy, but I just wanted me- a meal plan, which was cooked dinners made for us i didn't want to cook in first year i just i already knew yeah. so then I, I went all the way from i took a train from london to brum and then i went to the accommodation services and i was like listen here <laughs> i don't i'm hopeless why are you always home this guy yeah is always homeless but we'll get to that story so yeah later. i'm i'm hopeless i've come from london uh, my hands falling off it's in bandages please give me an accommodation and she was like okay sit here i'll see what i can do and then I was sitting there for half an hour and, and she was like, okay, so the way Birmingham worked is it, they gave you an accommodation. You had to accept it in like 24 or 48 hours. And if you didn't, then it, go, it goes to someone else. So, so someone hadn't accepted it. And then I got their oh, place. Oh, so you got, that's how you ended up at Chamberlain? Yeah. And so I got it oh, signed yes. signed on the dotted line. Yes, please. <laughs> and then it was all sorted. And then I, um, you know, Chamberlain was unbelievable. It's just, you know, when you have like a comfortable environment where you can sleep, um, do your work, chill, mm. and it's like it was just so everything was like so perfect. Oh my days! And then so then that that year as well, my phone broke, so we had to go into the city center, me and my mum, and we yeah. had to buy a phone for me. And then on the way from Birmingham city center to uni, we took the train back, and there was a three-hour delay on the train because someone had jumped on the tracks. So it's just like everything's just going on in this short space of time, and I was oh like, it was, it was, it's funny because it's, um, you know, it's a story to tell. That week, freshers went out nine times in a row. I don't even remember freshers, I like at all. Do you remember Sigma or Cigar? You know what? I didn't actually enjoy my freshers that much, if I'm how, honest. How comes? Because um, remember, I was in a different <laughs> flat at the start of first year. Oh, I moved yeah. flats, didn't I? So basically, I was also in Chamberlain and. Yeah, beautiful accommodation, but I just wasn't on the same wavelength as my flatmates. Yeah. And so our um, mutual friend now, um, he sent a broadcast message saying, um, does anybody want to move into my flat? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'd met, met this person once. I think that's quite a funny story as well because we bumped into each other and he nearly dropped... Um, my phone or I nearly like dropped his phone or something like something like that happened and then um that's how we became friends so I was like yeah no I'll definitely move in so I had my casual into you know I had to get a casual interview what I, yeah I, like, by cheat that's t- <laughs> 
like I ha- they had to assess what I am, like who I am as a person. That's but, which no, obviously that's makes so sense. Jokes. Makes sense. So yeah, so that, that I met up with them. Uh, I guess I passed the test, and I moved into again. It was a different block on Chamberlain, and that ended up being under Rohan's flat. Yeah. Um, but we'd met before, but yeah, that was just a coincidence. I ended up in the same block as well. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, honestly, my I'd say first year was the perfect year. Like when, and then second and third, it had the, its ups and downs. But in terms of what you expect your first year, you need to be like that. Was literally yeah. we just lived the dream. We lived like, after I moved flats. So I moved flats in October, and um, yeah, yeah, around end of October, I moved flats. I'd say after that point everything just I met my people I met friends of friends who became my best friends and everything fell into place but up until that point see that's like it's it's crazy to think that a computer puts you in a flat with other people and it decides literally decides your future for you and your whole uni experience to a certain degree is dependent on who you're put with like your flatmates and it's so daunting to think like oh my god if I don't like my flatmates like, how is it going to work? And I'm not going to lie, it is it is a really difficult experience to go through. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, I guess is. we, especially in first year, like we did get you got lucky in your second round when you yes, moved into. Yes, I your got flat. lucky. Yeah. Whereas that with me, I, I think it's it's an interesting relationship that I had with my uh, <laughs> first year housemates because like yeah. we got to on. Say the least. Yeah, we we got on so well in the beginning, and I guess that everyone's super friendly in, mm. in fresh like that's like everyone's just trying to socialize everyone's trying to like meet new people you know everyone's what? like yeah, i used to look at your first year flat and i used to be jealous i used to think this flat is the best yeah. flat there. like they literally gel so well they're all so compatible like i was like you guys look like yeah. fam- like a family honestly no it was and i had my speakers so and then we had like flashing lights and it all just came together and it was just like really nice didn't you guys get um didn't a security come up to confiscate the <laughs> so, so th- okay people at uni what they'd always do is steal road signs. You know what? I can I can say I've never done that. <laughs> Surprisingly, I've we, never done that. We amassed a collection of like ten br- so different many, road man. signs, Honestly, and so, so we many. had it in our hallway. It's so. It, it, it looks sick though. Yeah, as in, yeah. and we had two barriers. <laughs> you don't realize how big road signs are until you see them. Until that they're, in your house. <laughs> <laughs> until they're in your house. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the security guard uh, came up, and like they didn't care about anything else. Because, like, there were some dubious things going on in that flat. Mm. And they didn't care about <laughs> anything else apart from these road signs. They got so <laughs> aggy. And we're just like, okay, yeah. And then there was this really dramatic Snapchat story. When, oh, um, I, really, I can literally visualise that story. I, I know when it. I, when I put it... Um, put the last sign back on the road and it's like hello darkness my old friend <laughs> oh that was an emotional moment I but yeah so that. um tell me your favorite moments from uni like if you could like pinpoint what a few or one like oh that's a really hard question well, should we should we uh, talk about like some of our like funny experiences then yeah which 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 do you want me to go first yeah yeah you go so, first like, there's an endless list <sighs> there's so many so what we used to, okay let me just tell people how the norm is so people go out at the start of term they rinse their money then everyone's boring in the middle to end of term because they're either broke they yeah. they you know they've uh, depleted all their social you have a friend yeah that when student loan dropped i think right at the start of the year he got a uber executive what's it called uber exec yeah uber yeah i can't say that word but i mean i don't know why i can't can't speak today but he got that just just for bands just because he had the money i know people just waste their money like that like that's another thing like um 
when you go to uni, you meet people from all different backgrounds, like people who have to work during uni to pay rent, and then people like I was fortunate where you know I didn't have to be in that situation, yeah, and so yeah. when you have your student loan and it all drops in what like it drops in three installments and like it's like 1.5k in like one go and it's like mm. yo i've got so much money and then you it's just dangerous you blow it and then everyone's boring middle of term and then end of term benders yeah remember that <laughs> <laughs> yeah every every single end of term so then one year at the end of term uh i was like really hung over that day and i was like um just not in a good state and like this was where we had to go out and then Chris was like yeah come to Pries so I came to Pries I was in a bad state and um I did I nap before it happened or after no I nap so no, no no you nap before yeah, yeah so I, yeah. I I went to Pries imagine so I came to Chris's Pries I napped for a bit like power, <laughs> it, that nap no, sorted me he, out he, he was knocked out like we were all praying in my in my room and he was just passed out and then you suddenly woke up and it was literally like the biggest resurrection of the century like it was magical honestly i think that day i had superpowers. well actually no i didn't have superpowers because let's get to the the point of the story what happened i had superpowers (laughs) for maybe about 15 minutes yeah max and then and then like um Kush's friends start climbing on the roof like yeah so i have like so um student houses they're quite like all the roofs roofs so you let so her room was the extension so there's like a flat roof on top so then they decided to climb up there so i was like yeah so they were all uh, climbing up my room i'm gonna i'm gonna have to do this so going up was fine and then we (laughs) we got our pictures and stuff and now it's just going down and everyone got down like one at a time really smoothly like just jump 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 and then you just see rad (laughs) sliding down the roof (laughs) and collapsing on the ground (laughs) And and then i was like yeah that was not he still went out though yeah as in yeah. still made it out still <laughs> that was that was a good night to be fair the night rohan fell off my roof that's what that night's called but yeah there's um uh grad ball which which one so so at the end of your third year well it, it's such a shame for people in the I year know. below who didn't get a grad ball but yeah, we had a grad ball and like it was mad because corrupt fm uh headlined the uh, the uh, so good. on so the stage good. and it was amazing and it was just so nice. Everyone's in like their really nice outfits. I was in the suit. Everyone like all the girls were in like amazing dresses, and yeah. So after grad ball, it started pissing it down with rain, and we wanted to go to like some sort of like after party or afters, and <laughs> let's just say the plan flopped. And then when me and Kush were walking home, like drenched in in rain, remember? Drenched, and we had a Nerf gun on us as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my my friend was annoying me so much. I went home, got my Nerf gun, went to his house, shot him, and then left. <laughs> no con. I didn't even say no, anything. There was I no just... context. He literally opened the door. You shot him, and then we walked. <laughs> we I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you, yeah, you said you like I'm gonna shoot you now. <laughs> So we were going back home after this failed afters and me and Kush are just walking and there's a school near where we lived and these little kids were going to school. They were walking to school as we were walking back, hold, drenched, holding a Nerf gun. They started walking on the other side of the road from us. I know, we look like absolute <laughs> degen- degenerates. <laughs> to be fair, like for those of you who don't know, so like next to University of Birmingham, there's this town called Selly Oak and it's like where all the student people live. Like 
but it's also home to the biggest crackheads you ever find oh, on yeah. this planet. It's like right. th- it's just there's the weird and wonderful. So we were those crackheads on that day. We actually were and on Fathom <laughs> Fresh. Like there's two people walking down, <laughs> walking down Croydon Road with a Nerf gun. Stay away. <laughs> but yeah, and then so we had an encounter. Do you wanna? Yeah, so we had an encounter. With these two girls. We were quite, we were quite drunk. Um, and then we just what we just started like talking to these kids. That sounds really bad. But <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, oh, are you walking to school? And then we started giving them life advice, like, like yeah, like, you know, work hard at school, da 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 Didn't we not quiz them on, like, some maps? I don't know. Yeah, actually, some of them, we just, <laughs> they were like, we just want to go to school. Can you leave us yeah, alone? Like, to be fair, <laughs> they could be like, yo, at least this is what I don't want to be when I've got grown no, up. <laughs> literally. But yeah, so that was like, there's just like loads of, I guess, um, uni, it's always like, there's always stories for nights out. I wish I could share some of the more uh, R-rated stories, but um, (laughs) you know what, maybe for another podcast, if uh, people want to know more juicy bits about uni. Do you you want to say our tragic story of when we like fell out for the first time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first time we ever, um, ever argued. (laughs) <laughs> so I like Wait, just before you start yeah. like this is when like, we like we'd known each other for about a year now and like yeah. you were my best mate we, we I remember saying like how are we going to fall out like there's no way in there's no <laughs> it's impossible for us to fall out and then lo and behold <laughs> go on the <laughs> stupidest reason so I borrowed one of his jumpers the famous yellow jumper and um I thought, oh, it'd be really funny if I tell him I had sex in his jumper. So I told him, I was like, yeah, Rohan, sorry, I had sex in your yellow jumper. And he was vexed. Like, <laughs> he was so mad. He's like, you need to buy me a new jumper. And I just didn't expect it. I did not expect your reaction. I never expected it. <laughs> and that was, yeah, that. <laughs> but yeah. That so was then, our first argument. Yeah, that was like, I don't know. How do we, how do we make up from that? Because um, I was like, I'm not buying you a no, new jumper. The thing is, no, 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 Because then, wait, no, because then I washed your jumper to be like, okay, well, here you go. Like now it's clean. But um, the stain, it got um, the, like color, the color, the yeah. colors ran. So I had to, it was like double whammy. So you know what? So that there's whenever I see that jumper, I always like have a picture of you in my head. I'm just like, nah. I don't think I've. Do you know, I might as well just give it to you. You may as well just actually give it to me. But I just don't have a good track record borrowing your clothes. So there's another. He has this really puffy yellow jacket. Um, and I borrowed that one time. And I didn't tell him this story until we let yesterday. And this happened. Um, in second year now. Yes. Yeah, so I wore his jumper after a night out, and it got soaked in the rain, and the the colors ran. And I don't know. It just got completely messed up. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the second piece of clothing that I've completely ruined. What's going to happen now? We're going to fall out again. And then, oh, bless her, one of our friends, she's like a natural mother and just like she's just a natural fixer at these kind of things. And she um, she just got some hairspray and got some um, got some tissue and she like fixed the whole jacket, gave it to Rohan. He knew nothing until yesterday. Yeah. You know, like that's <laughs> those times, right, when you you mess up and then you fix it uh-huh. and, and like the other person doesn't even the, know yeah like that is like the smoothest operation possible oh so god, I, I there got was, you don't oh my god the stress the sweat the blood that went behind that oh you know i'm just, i'm too <laughs> nice like at uni right so i predominantly lived with like girls a lot of the time like in first year there was four girls and two guys and then in uh, and yeah that was for the whole time at uni and i just remember like people would just walk into my room help themselves to my wardrobe and then leave and i was just like whoa 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 what is going on here <laughs> like 
far too many clothes. Yeah, I did. Even like I re- I realized after uni because at uni I didn't take all my clothes. So when I bought my uni clothes back and I had to sort everything out, I had bin bags full of clothes. I was like, crap, what am I going to do? To be fair, I need to like do a session where I sit down, get rid of all the things and give it to like charity or like yeah. a charity shop because yeah, like yeah. otherwise it's, it's such a waste. It's just like gathering dust. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my situation too. But that's another thing that I want to talk about in the future podcast. It's about um, the fashion industry and like how it's affecting uh, the environment. That would be a good Make episode. sure you stay posted for that. But yeah, so on to um, a few like, I wouldn't call them serious topics, but like I feel like for people who are going to uni, I think it'd be good to touch on these things. So first thing I want to talk about is food. And I don't like cooking, but when I do cook, I enjoy the experience. But it's just like, it's such a process. Like you have to get everything ready, chop, cook, and then clean up afterwards. It's just like, it's just for me, I'm just like, oh, long. But... I think at uni, I like really came into it. Although a lot of the time my friends cooked for me and I was sorted. But when I did yeah. cook, I really enjoyed it. And it's like such a, a key skill to have. And I feel like if um, if one thing that you're going to do at uni is like try and like be adventurous. There's one um, coconut curry, uh, coconut cur- cod coconut curry that I made. And it, I'd never cooked with coconut cream before and it just came out. So yeah, you it tried was, it. It was beautiful. And it was like, it was I was shocked at myself. I was like... Yeah. This is mad. But yeah, so like... Do you remember one time you made a bagel with Nutella and cheese strings on it? What were we watching? We were watching something um, and it had like a variation of that, but that's all the, that the most similar ingredients we had in the house. Yeah, so... So we just tried to recreate no, do, it. Do you know another good. thing that <laughs> is weird that I eat? Um, potato waffles and ice cream. I feel like that's not as out there. Because like... I I liken that to dipping your chips in a milkshake. Yeah, that's very American. I don't like that though. I've I've tried it. I think that's very overrated. And also getting bacon like in your milkshake at Five Guys. In your milkshake. Yeah, honestly, that's an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like you know the crispy bacon. They crush it up and they put it in, and it's like it sounds weird. And like I thought it was so weird, but one of my housemates was uh, like sort of like American. She lived in America for a few years, and obviously she adopted all these weird things and she was like yeah have try it and i was like you know what what's the worst that's gonna happen and i actually really liked it so i was like yeah if you ever go to five guys and you want to try something new have bacon in your milkshake that's crazy that's no, crazy it is but yeah so like i feel like both of us like because we lived together in third year and we we're basically around each other's houses because we were always like chilling with each other and i we I think we cook like pretty well. Um, no, you would just he would just open my fridge and eat my food. My mum. So I live <laughs> I I live quite close to University of Birmingham. So I'd I'd go home every week, and my mum, like Asian parents, who'd cook for me every week. She'd send me back loads of boxes of foods. I was like not independent at all for my first and second year at uni, um, and she'd always cook extra. Because she knew my friends would always eat my food. So, yeah, we always had her pasta, her chilli paneer. Oh. To be fair, we made... Um, I made good breakfasts. Breakfasts. Yeah, he, he, he makes a good Friday. King, king, king of yeah. breakfast. And also... Uh, well, you're also good at mushroom pasta. Yeah, I make the best mushroom pasta. Pasta is something that is like... So, something that a student will cook in mm, like, a hot, like at least with every every week like pasta yeah. is like the staple diet <laughs> pasta and baked beans <laughs> i actually didn't have baked beans once at uni you know apart from that time you you and um someone else made uh, masala beans yeah masala basically little tip yeah i, I feel like a chef now yeah <laughs> but like, this has turned into a food a yeah. food episode <laughs> but beans 
don't just have it out of the tin. You've got to put a little bit of pepper in it, a bit of um, like um, red chili powder or paprika, just something that gives it a bit of a kick and then put some herbs on it and it just tastes so much nicer. Like, I think I learned it from my grandma. She just makes like the best bake. Like it sounds so like, like beans are just like, I don't know, it's just... It's something that you take for granted. Like beans are just always mm. there. Beans. <laughs> I would also do that with um, super noodles. Add some onion, chili, masala. Whew, do you know what? Beautiful. Do, do you know what? Me. So I always used to get bullied by like the other Indians in my house because I couldn't take as much spice as them. And so what? <laughs> what, what me and my best mate did to like uh, get our revenge. So there was this Asian supermarket near us and we used to get like guys and stuff there yeah and you know the instant noodles they have yeah. like this the most yeah you yeah, know i've tried spiciest. it spiciest it's like oh uh, my it, god not edible it's not edible and i can eat raw chilies and that's coming from me it's not edible so then i was like okay we're gonna pretend to be nice and say oh we cooked you dinner wait who did you do that to Oh, so okay, yeah. Okay. So what we did was we <gasps> went to the oh shop. My God, I don't know. Came, I don't know the story. Yeah, came back and um, we were cooking, and like uh, our housemate came in and she was like, "Oh, guy, what are you doing, guys?" And we're like, "Yeah, we, we cooked you some food. Do you want to try it?" And like, oh, I bet she was so happy as well. <laughs> oh my God, you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, the thing is, like, she was already skeptical because, like, <laughs> anything that I touch, she's like in too much like what has he done to this <laughs> and like she had like a little bite and she's like yeah i can't eat it so she didn't eat it but like just that first bite uh, i bet you her mouth was burning oh that's evil but you know that's that's another thing um is instant new so when we had our long library sessions when yeah. i get there for like uh, 6 p.m and we'd leave at like 2 3 a.m so me and my mate would take um instant noodles and a, like a, a flask with coffee in it but no water so what we do is just before the cafe closed we'd get our coffee all sorted then we'd get our noodles sorted as well because they'd give us hot water for the instant noodles and then we just sorted and just like uh i you know it was nice like although at the time i hated revising it was just long being in the library but when you think back it's like yeah it's quite jokes what part was jokes? just like being a student and like actually going to uni and like being there until like 3am it's just like part of the yeah. uni experience you know i had two strikes at the library really for what <laughs> strike one was me and my friend were like oh do you reckon if i scan my card we can both run out of the barrier at the same time <laughs> and so she, i scanned my card and we both tried to run out at the same time and the alarm went off <laughs> so yeah, that was strike one no but they oh, were scared the, those like um reception no those no, librarians they, were scary felt, honestly they were scary it felt like i she called me over and she was telling me off like i was in year six again that's mad i know it was funny though but yeah so for me right obviously was i did my undergrad in brum and then i did my postgrad did a law conversion at bpp and it was so different because like birmingham is a campus like massive student vibes whereas like in london and i think this goes for most london unis it's not a it's very it's a very impersonal experience like you literally just go on the train go to your building sit in your class go back on the train and go home it's like yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't enjoy yeah, that so it was perfect for a postgrad lifestyle mm. but i think the way i guess we'll just spoil in brum but yeah i guess a little segue onto the next part of the episode so we, i want to touch on like mental health and stuff because obviously like throwing yourself uh, you know into uh, you know uni it's all like different from what you're used to so like some people uh, you know ha love it and some people like struggle so like how did you like obviously you said before about moving flats and stuff but how do you feel like 
your mental health was during like your three years at uni? Oh, it was all over the place, all over the place, because you have no routine at uni, especially my course, I did psychology, and I literally had no contact hours at all, so for me, and I, the contact hours I had, I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably went on average per year, um, seven lectures, like per year. We, we do not recommend. We don't recommend <laughs> doing that, no, don't do that. Um, uh, yeah, and I think, because I'm like the kind of person that I really thrive off having a stable routine and I was so far away from that sleeping at stupid times eating like, eating loads of that or not eating at all never never a stable diet and obviously like binge drinking and yeah it's so normalized uni culture drinking but it's like what we put our bodies through it's not a joke it's like everyone jokes about freshers flu but literally it's just your body getting uh, like resetting uh-huh, itself after you've uh-huh. just put it through absolute hell absolute hell and i guarantee you freshers flu like i know me personally i think you too freshers flu lasts a whole term it's not a one week thing I it's, think it's a it's a term you, okay you disease. have you have to get <laughs> you have to get used to a lower standard of health at uni yeah just accept it just accept it so i'd say um I'd say, yeah, it was all over the place. I feel like um, a lot of people as well um, didn't realise they had mental health problems until the uni stress got to them and then they, like, discovered, oh, like, I suffer with this or I suffer with that. Um, So it can really catalyse problems that you might already be susceptible to. I think the most important thing is routine, which is, yeah, it's just almost unachievable at uni, especially in first year. Uh, Also, what I found is that there's so many, like... um, avenues to get help as well like there's like you think so because i know a lot i've never personally used um the welfare but yeah i've heard um so many people complaining about about the support system so i was i was lucky enough that i didn't use i didn't need to use any of those facilities but i knew like chris who's um regular on the podcast he actually worked for the uni for a bit he worked for the student union and like aladdin <laughs> yeah so <laughs> it, it was really fun and and i got like just speaking to him about things that like, you get a real insight and like they they do try like everyone like likes to chat rubbish about like when they have a bad experience but like overall like i do feel like they um provided a good service like obviously sometimes it's going to be um you know a bit different like there'll be like skews like some people are going to have bad experience some people have good and like uh, mostly like people who have bad experiences are the ones who talk about it whereas if it's good then it's like yeah that's like what people expect but yeah i think it, yeah definitely like for me anyway like I w- i'm an only child and i was very like independent going into uni and then like when you're at uni you're just constantly surrounded by people which is like good in a way because you're never lonely but also bad in a way because you don't get your own time like and i don't think I made enough time for myself because I was always busy and doing things which uh, can get quite draining. I think that's it was sort of like an accumulation. And like sometimes, you know, after a few you know weeks of going out, it's just like you're just like a sack of you're just a sack of bones and skin. <laughs> you're just useless. I Like I woke up one day hungover as hell. Like I'm so useless. <laughs> but yeah, it's oh, all brain cells just raised. But yeah, so that's another thing as well. Um, Like with COVID, we don't know what's going to happen in terms of people going into this academic year. At the start, for sure, it's going to be online. But like, I could, I'd be so upset if I was going to uni this year. No, I couldn't do it. That's, yeah, exactly the reason I postponed my master's to next year. Just because I didn't want, I don't want to spend that much money to do it online. It's funny, it's like, uh, you know, you're 
subscription to uni and then you have like Netflix subscription and it's like it's basically you're paying to watch videos it's so true and especially if you don't go to lectures like yeah. you're just watching the recap videos but i was actually deeping this the other day like if like you know the people who are don't really go out much they take their study seriously like that's like how we should do uni like, obviously it's not like people like go for the experience and like have fun and stuff but like you know if you actually like want to learn like this sounds really moist but like there's such a good environment cuz like our library they built it in tw- when we went to uni and it's like the state of the art library all the facilities you want like you could go and meet your tutors like as often as you wanted like it was there to be taken taken advantage of but I just uh, you know we didn't take advantage of it no we definitely i definitely didn't take advantage of the resources that were available to me yeah cuz it's mad like but like one this dude on my course he's like very it, like in, introvert doesn't really go out much but he's always in the library and he just like the conversations i'd have with him are just mad like you know that like, people are just so knowledgeable about mm. different things and it's like i rate it that's like, the goal having goal. having intellectual conversations like when you're just a, a glass like one glass of like whiskey or, 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 or rum or something it's just nice uh, you take take the edge off a bit and then you can just <laughs> go for hours so that's well, such I'll, an uncle rohan vibe yeah really <laughs> Yeah, I also had different, like, I wouldn't say personalities, but, like, I had, like, my different faces. Oh, no, no, uh, no, you phases. had, like, Drunk Rohan, I swear we renamed Drunk Rohan. Drunk Rohan is not Sober Rohan, Drunk Rohan is a completely what, what different What do you person. prefer? You know what, I don't, that's it, I don't know. Oh, it, really? It really it depends what level of Drunk Rohan we're talking about. Like, if it's a level where I'm trying to stop beef and clubs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, obviously, Birmingham... I just feel like there's too much like testosterone in some of oh, those clubs. Too much testosterone, especially uh, if you're going into prism club. Not okay, not prison. Prison a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Clarify. Yeah, to, to be fair, it was such an uh, amazing place at the start, and then at the end, I couldn't even go there. No, you couldn't. I still like that club. You know, I actually do. I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's just I. You know, when you grow out of it and stuff. <laughs> You'll see me there when I'm fifty years old, <laughs> holding up a sign like, "Can someone marry me, please?" But. <laughs> The sort of like raving scene in Birmingham is in a place called Digbeth, and like we'd go to like like techno uh, raves and drum and bass raves, and it was like I think yeah, Digbeth had some really good events. Like that's I think that's what made my uni experience in terms of like those events because like that's when like before uni I never really liked a genre, but when I went to uni and went to these raves, it's like drum and bass is now my favorite genre of music, which is like really weird because everyone likes like. R&B like Drake and all that stuff mm. but like I, I haven't met there's only one person I've met who's into drum and bass as much as me and he's a DJ he's a drum and bass DJ oh really yeah I just think it's because it's so upbeat and intense yeah, yeah. like for me I could sit and listen to it and just be fine I can appreciate drum and bass yeah but I wouldn't voluntarily listen to it in my own time but like at a rave I can enjoy it um when you play it around like when we're hanging out I can I can enjoy it but it's not something I'd go out my way to listen to no isn't it's it's fair enough like everyone but you do rate some of my playlists no I do I fully do I follow a lot of them on Spotify that's you know, that's another thing about uni is that like d- d- so yeah one week we'd be at a drum and bass rave another week we'd be at the indie lounge listening to like the jazz band oh, there it's like yeah, there's so there's honestly so much the, variety. The, the, there's so much to do and it's like honestly like take advantage of any opportunity that you have because like that's also how you meet different people and like it, it sounds again really wet but imagine if you find like your wife or your best mate in like one of these like clubs <laughs> it's mad to say but 
who knows? Or like join societies. I tried, um, I tried so many random societies. You did the powerlifting, right? I did powerlifting for a bit. That was really fun, actually. Um, yeah, that was super fun. I wish I got more committed to that because yeah. I think in third year you definitely took gym way more seriously. Yeah, yeah, I'd say like second, second, second year, third year, like way more seriously. Whereas first year gym was a myth. I had a gym membership. I think I went twice in a yeah. year. I, our, our uni had an amazing gym. It has no, but that opened in second year. In first yeah. year, did you, did you ever see the gym in first year? No, nah, I just went pure so gym. Oh shit! Oh yeah, you guys used to go as a flat to pure gym, didn't you? It it was so bad because like me and my mate uh, would go there. Um, and then on the way back, we'd get a kebab. <laughs> so it's like, what is the point? Like, the dirtiest kebab. That's so dumb. <laughs> but I guess we were in the mentality, it's like, yeah, we've worked hard, so we're going to have a, a nice re- reward for it. But, yeah, man, I, I enjoy I To be fair, I, I do wish that I took advantage of the gym more because, like, that's another part that I think, like, I could have taken advantage of more. Like, mm. I did more, like, sports, like hockey and stuff. That's how I got my fitness but then when i stopped playing hockey because i hockey, that's another thing like these sports teams it like a bit crazy man like even for me like and some of the initiations and stuff like i was shocked at what they made some of these freshers do oh my god oh hockey hockey boys so because you lived with the hockey i boy. lived with a hockey boy and he used to host pre sometimes and i'm still traumatized <laughs> to this day. i'm traumatized <laughs> oh my not, god not good for your ocd not good for my ocd uh one prees they were throwing eggs around the kitchen um smashed- <laughs> oh my god it's just such lad vibes yeah lad vibes and i i remember just waking up going into the kitchen the next day there were eggs everywhere i literally wanted to cry piss in the sink and piss- someone <laughs> Like, actually, like, I actually can't talk about it. Someone pissed in the kitchen sink. PTSD, yeah? Actual PTSD. So, yeah, um, don't piss in sinks. Come on, people have standards. Come on, use use a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all these, like, different sports teams and stuff operate with, like, no face-to-face lectures. If everything's online. Yeah. Like, like, say for me, I live in London. Like, if my first term was all online, mm. would I go... To, actually, no, I would I would probably go... You, you would have... You were quite... I feel like you were quite academically focused. I feel like, yeah, you actually had the whole work-life, um, fun-life, work-life, play-life. Work hard, that, play hard. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm looking for. You had that balance. Yeah. You had it really, really good. More than anyone else I saw, I feel. Especially, like, towards the end of uni... You really yeah. nailed that balance. I think, so at the start, like, I think it's just the case of, like, when you find out who your friends are, then, like, you like you meet, like, I must have met, like, hundreds and hundreds of people in Freshers, and then when uni goes on, you have, like, your select group. And so, like, I was able to, like, plan my time around, like, my group of friends uh, and working as well. But this guy knows everyone. So we'd be just walking to the library, and every, like, two minutes, oh, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? And every time I'd be like, so... What Do you think I was bait? Yeah, 100%. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and um, but then I'd, I'd ask him like, "Oh, do you know that guy's name that you just spoke to for like ten minutes?" And he'd be like, "No," and you know what? Yeah, ninety percent of the time you didn't know their names. You were just chatting to them. But that this is a thing. Where I'm really bad with like names and faces. Like if I see someone and I recognize them, then th- that then that's fine. But I can't put a name to a face. No, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, a name just, to the face. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bit. It's uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I, I talked to too many people. Talked to way too many people. <laughs> yeah, just like talking to different people and stuff. And like, it is the case that you find your friends that you like. You find who your true friends are because, like, it's 
Would you would would you agree? Oh, hundred percent. Because like that's you find like, your people eventually. Like ex- that's the thing, and like what you have to realize is that it's okay not to get on with people. Because like for me, especially who just talks to everyone, like when I found. Again, it sounds really wet, but like if if someone didn't like me, I was like, why don't they like yeah, me? Yeah, right. And then like, why don't they like? Oh, I hate, I hate it. You just we just want everyone to like us, but yeah, you it's just, just learn, it's, it's okay. like natural. It's like human nature. Like you want people like we we're social beings and we want to speak to people around us but i guess like that's the thing like you encounter so many different people that you just can't physically get on with all of them and so you just have to uh, you you realize a lot about yourself i think like mm. you realize the, the sort of person that you are i'd say yeah like i say coming out of uni i think the best thing that happened to me was how confident uni made me because you nice. speak to so many people you're out there all the time like you're always have, like presenting yourself in a certain way and I feel like that gave me a lot of confidence and I think that's the best thing I took away from my uni experience so I've, we've got a new segment yeah on the podcast I, I want to call it weird of the week <laughs> so like I had a, I went I went on this uh, website and just had a look so you know how like Karen right like the Karen memes oh yeah. are, like have bl- yeah, yeah. like flying about all over the place mm. this year so like apparently 62% of UK adults associate the name with bad traits such as entitlement, obnoxiousness, privilege and being demanding. The name Karen? Yeah. Since since 2020? Since 2020. And almost 70% of adults aged 40 to 55 would not call their kid Karen. <laughs> yeah, don't call your kid Karen. So, yeah. That's <laughs> Sorry if there's any yeah, Karens so listening to this. You know, it's, 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 it's so funny because like, there was like this group of Karens who were like signed sign a petition like this is like discrimination. Wait, for real? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, it's like, oh my god, that's hilarious. But yeah, <laughs> like, have you like have you actually met someone called Karen? I've never met a Karen. But have you met like a Karen as in like the oh, person the implications that sort of, of the per- name Karen? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I lived with a bunch of Karens. That's why I moved flats in first year. Mad. <laughs> in, you know it's such a good way to describe. It, re- a, it really like, like it says so Karen. much. You just you really understand what what you mean when you say Karen. So yeah, so that's um, that was a, the weird of the week. I just found that quite funny. Weird of the week. <laughs> yeah. Yo, another thing about uni is that you watch so much TV. <laughs> so much Netflix. I remember we got into Rick and Morty, and um, it's funny because. I've actually found a really good TV show that I think you might like. It's like um, a reality TV show like uh, Love Island. It's not actually about getting with each other and stuff. So it's called Below Deck. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't heard of it. So it's about uh, they follow a yacht crew on like these super yachts and they film them and to see like how they get along. And like obviously these super yachts, their clients are like high end. So it's all about filming the crew, seeing how they like cater to all these different people. And then there's drama and then they all getting with each other and stuff. And it's like, honestly, like it's such a retarded concept, like following a yacht crew around the world, but it's just so good. And it's like so American, like (laughs) honestly, if, if if anyone's watched it, like I, if I, sorry, if anyone hasn't watched it, I'd definitely recommend. I'm not a fan of reality TV. Really? What about Love Island? Never watched Love Island. Mad. Never. And I, that's like, I'm really proud to say that. You know, I'm a person who doesn't like to get into drama myself, but likes to view it from a distance. <laughs> so it's like, at uni, I would like get all the gossip from everyone, and just I just like to know what's going on. Yeah. But I'd love not being... Like, when I'm in drama, it's like, it's really crap. But then when, it's, when I'm seeing it, I'm like, yo, there's jokes. <laughs> That's another, like, um, I, I guess we can we'll wrap up soon. Uh-huh. But what, um, the last thing I wanted to touch on, like, obviously we're both Indian. And, like, um, how did you feel as being an Indian going to uni as like, an, an ethnic minority and stuff? 
And how do you think that affected your uni experience? That's a really good question, you know. Um, I would say that when I first um, first joined, so Chamberlain, stereotypically Chamberlain is predominantly white. So when I um, moved in, I was living with all white people um, and they like they were like new other white people. So I was just surrounded by white people to begin with. So I did feel quite like isolated and I yeah. was thinking, oh, is Yobi just... Um, is it not? Is there not much ethnic diversity here? And I, I remember feeling a bit upset about that um, because ethnic people just gravitate towards other ethnic people and often find their in groups um, with other ethnics, yeah, and that's just how it, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. how it is. It's a it's like a certain level of comfort that we feel. Um, so I um, I thought. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna find it. So then I joined Hindu sock. Then I joined Indian sock. Um, and did I? We actually went to Indian sock together. Yeah, on the first week. On of the freshers, first week yeah. of freshers, yeah, yeah, we went to Indian sock together. Um, and I found my people. And then I um, moved flats. And then, then when I found more um, people of color. And I, then I, I felt like, yeah, I'm really fitting in now. But okay. it was quite overwhelming at first. Yeah, I, I do get you because I live in like East London, where it's like predominantly brown people. When I went to uni, it was different because like, yeah, now it's I don't it's all like white faces. And I, I didn't have a, I, I had no issue. With it. It's just like a very different to what I was experiencing. So like you meet people from all over England, so like people yeah. from Liverpool, people from uh, like all the way down south, like Bournemouth and everyone's from everywhere. And it's like nice to like see what other people's like how they were brought up and how they are and stuff, because like, you know, what? It's, I found it so difficult to understand um liverpool live people from liverpool or their accent yeah like my best <laughs> my best mate um from uni he lives in chester it's not a scouse accent but it's like it's very northern and like sometimes when he's speaking i just can't understand what he's saying <laughs> and it's like yo what's going on but i guess like that's just me being a obnoxious Londoner oh yeah all you Londoners are so obnoxious that's another thing I learned at uni that Londoners think they're the shit you guys do uh I I can't I'm not I can't you guys, yeah you like yeah you, like all Londoners superiority complex yeah that's a fact yeah because that's the thing like someone asked me oh can you live in Birmingham after uni I said you know what it's not a place that I could see myself living full time mm. but I, as a student, being in and around that environment, 100% take me back. Take me back. <laughs> do you, okay, another thing. Uh-huh. Do you miss uni? Every day. I miss uni so much. I, but I also, it's also nice to have some kind of normality of life again. And I like living at home as well. I like spending time with my family. So that's good. But no, if I could choose between carrying on my life now and going back to uni, I'd definitely choose going back to uni. Yeah. What about you? See, I'm I'm currently technically a student. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a master student, so I'm I'm not g- quite unemployed, even though technically the mm, it's getting there. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> there. But yeah, it's just it's difficult. Uh, I do I do miss it, but I also think like as you like grow up and stuff, I feel like it was perfect for what it was. If I start thinking like that, I'll just get myself in a knot, and I just I really what I want to do more often is like appreciate the memories rather than like attach myself to mm. them. So. Uh, we're making like constantly making new memories like like you've come to visit me this weekend like we went out in Shoreditch and stuff um a few of our mates were around these are the sort of nights that we're going to remember for the rest of our lives and like 100%. just because we're not in the uni environment anymore doesn't mean we can't make more memories we're so lucky that we're still in contact with all of our good mates from uni mm-hmm. and like obviously with covid it's uh, throwing a spanner in the works because like mm-hmm. we can't see each other which is like such a shame because 
that's another thing. A good thing about me being in London is that it's like a hub. Everyone wants to come and go out on a night out in London. But obviously with COVID, it's just a bit, a bit difficult, fam. It is. But no, it's good that you've come in and uh, spoken to me today on the podcast. Thank you for having so me. I hope that um, the listeners found something of value like we talked <laughs> we about might have just been chatting shit yeah for just, an hour. <laughs> we were talking a lot of stuff you know about our uni experience and just like letting you know that it's like uni is like just the best player like honestly it's like the best experience the best three years of your life like no matter how high your highs are or low your lows are it will all like when you you'll step back from it in a year's time after it's all over and be like that was the best yeah. time of my you'll, life you'll you'll look back and you'll even appreciate the lows yeah because like that's how you grow right exactly so thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Contrarian. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. It'll be in the link down below in the description. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> LinkedIn. And follow, follow, follow. Follow and make sure you subscribe on the platform that you're listening to. So like Spotify, just give us a subscription because then you get notified when we upload next. But yeah, every an episode every Sunday. We're working hard to bring you some of the best content that we can. How do you do? You like the new studio setup? Yeah, it looks really professional. Thank you. That's the thing. Like, cause, <laughs> like this. This is like my hobby. I like speaking, as you can probably tell. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah, why not? I class this as work. So if I if I'm put producing work, I want it to be like at the best I possible ability that I can. I rate that. I rate that. But yeah. So any final words before we end the episode? Um. No, I think we've covered all bases. So thank you, Kush, for coming on. And hopefully you want to come on soon? We'll get you back down here. Of course, of course. Because I think there's so many things. Like we can, uh, we obviously uh, talked about like um, being like an ethnic minority and stuff. And I guess like next time we could talk about like some of the the BLM stuff. Yeah, yeah, even like talk about like uh, sexual stigmas and stuff, which I think is like really important and like Mm -hmm. uh, really important for a lot of people to change their mentality, especially with like how people treat women and stuff yeah that could yeah that would be a good episode to do so yeah so look out for that and yeah if you uh want kush to come on a future episode let her know (laughs) dm her be like come on the contrarian (laughs) podcast we need we need more sauce (laughs) (laughs) thank you